Welcome to or back to Holistically You podcast. This is a holistic destination that covers topics specifically for you. We talk all things nutrition, performance-based mindset, mental health recovery, food, athletics, and basically everything you need to become the holer version of yourself. I'm your host, Sam, a Division I distance runner and future dietitian here to take you along my journey and to help you with yours. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the weekly episode. Heyo, what's up? What's up? Thank you for being here. I hope your day slash week slash month is going well. I finally decided to get my morning double runs, morning runs. I decided to get all that up and going again. And, you know, I'm just in the midst of filming some TikToks and things are on the up here. But, that being said, I did really struggle this week to, in the past like week or so, to, f- to find something to talk about. Because I've just, I've just been going through it, you know? <laughs> being honest, I've just been going through it, let me tell you. And I was just like, you know, what do I talk about to people that will sound like I don't feel like my whole life is going up in shambles you know and then it's so funny how just like certain things like pop up into your life and and make you think and it makes you kind of take on a new perspective and everything like that and I was scrolling on snapchat and this little like psych to go article popped up and it was like are you really lazy or are you just burnt out and I have to be straight up honest with you. It caught my attention because lately I've been feeling so lazy. Oh, 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 there's a siren. Happy Tuesday night in Cincinnati. Um, but lately, you know, lately I've just felt so lazy. Like, so unmotivated. So stressed about my goals and how they're going to be and how they're going. But... You know, I haven't been in even in the mood to do anything about it. And I saw the article and I was like, um, yeah, I'm reading that. Yeah, I'm reading that. I have to find this out. And I'm so glad I did because, you know, guys, you have no idea how much little things like that can help. And I think it might help you too, honestly, because that's really what I'm going to talk about today and just kind of expand on, you know, what they really talked about, the signs and symptoms and, you know, feeling burnt out and what that actually means and what that actually entails. Because there's such a stigma around sitting around, not doing anything. And I think there's a huge difference between the types of people who literally just want to sit around and never do anything. And then the ones that never used to be that way. But lately, or in a time of stress, you know, they find themselves eventually gravitating towards those self-deprecating habits. So I want to go over them. I really do. All this, all, you know, all the signs, symptoms that you might be struggling with and struggling about burnout. And maybe, you know, we can kind of go over how we can start to overcome them. Because there's like, there's like five or six signs that this might be you and I want to share my experience with each of them because each one hits right to home 
I'm experiencing a lot of them right now, so in the thick of it. And, you know, I figured, let's just be honest here. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to sit and talk for an hour about how I overcame all of these things. Like I said, you know, in my mental health limbo episode, I'm here to show the messy middle of a mental health recovery journey, okay? And, you know, before we get into it all, I I didn't even, like, recap the week or whatever. I don't know if I want to recap, like, fully recap the week anymore because it's just, like, I don't know if that's helpful, interesting, or whatever. So, you know, maybe I'm going to just share, like, two or so habits or, like, things that I've been loving lately, you know, food-related, habit-related, whatever, because we need to lighten the mood up in here. Okay, I'm not going to give you a boring recap of my week because nothing crazy happened, but I want to be associated with things that I love rather than things I struggle with all the time. You know, I feel like I, I share my struggles on my sleeve, but uh, I do I do love a lot of things and I have little daily things that I love to do and foods that I'm loving trying and loving making. So let's start off the episodes that way. Maybe, maybe we'll see how that catches on, but... um. You know, just first off, for food-wise, for breakfast lately, let me think. For breakfast lately, I've been loving, obviously, oatmeal, okay? I have it all the time. And I've been getting back to making chia seed jam. And the full recipe is now live on my TikTok. It's really simple. It takes, like, three ingredients. But I, it's, like, chia seeds, honey, frozen berries, and then sometimes, like, little bit of lemon juice so that it thickens it up a little bit brings the acidity to it but yeah i just top that on my oatmeal i top it on my pancakes or my waffles if i make those from scratch i top it on toast i top it on pb and j it's chef's kiss it's glorious and it's a good way to have a little bit of sweetness but i have some berries so i've been making that it's on it honestly it takes like five minutes it's super simple so I've been getting back to that which makes me feel good whenever I just like cook something like that or like I make it myself rather than have it in the jar not that there's anything wrong with having it in a jar but it just like makes me feel like I'm kind of pulling myself together a little bit you know um so that's like one thing that I've been loving oh I mentioned morning runs in the beginning and I would say that that is my that's my jam lately also as well. Morning runs are working really well for me lately and I'm here for it. I honestly, well, I strayed away from them over like winter break and the, the winter because it's just so damn cold in the morning here in Ohio and you know, running in three degrees when I don't necessarily have to is like so not appealing to me or my muscles. <laughs> But yeah, the, so the weather is like slowly been surely, slowly but surely getting better and warmer and runs in the morning have felt so refreshing and I forgot what it's like to have that high after a run and like get your day started in such a great way. And I just, you know, I just shake out or I just go really easy in the morning, but I don't even need coffee anymore afterwards. And I still drink it because I love it. And I'm now, I think I'm now officially addicted. But it's more so like to the taste and like the aesthetic of that, if that makes sense. It's not that I need it to like wake me up. Like, yeah, I'm sure if I go without it for a few days, I might get a headache or something. But 
I'm telling you, like, after the run, I just, my mood after it is just insane. Like, I, the other day I went into the weight room at, like, 7 a.m. while football was in there, and I ran on the treadmill because it was a little chilly outside, and it was just so hot in there, and I was, like, sweating, and honestly, it just felt so good to get all of that out in the morning, and I started my day so energized after, and... I don't know why I didn't do this in the beginning of the year, like running on the treadmill, even if it was cold, because I could just stay over there at campus, get ready in the locker room, go to work. And that's been really, really working for me lately. And I came to the realization when I was really exhausted in one of my meets a few weeks ago, coach was like, look, we got to get this work stress like under, under control. Like we have to figure out some things that you can do to just like not be so stressed all the time and be so exhausted and it was really just because I was like staying up a little too late I think it was a whole cycle it was me kind of sleeping in up until I had I had to like get ready and leave for work I would go to work be mentally exhausted there you know I was in a long-term care facility it's really mentally draining and emotionally draining and I would finish work I would go run and sometimes my run would be so long, it would last till like 8 p.m. Then I'm high off adrenaline at 8 p.m. Do you think I'm going to bed on time? Absolutely not. So then I would stay up too late, then I would want to sleep in. And it was just a whole freaking cycle. And the other day I was like, I have to start running in the morning again, I think. I think that's going to be the game changer. So far, it's like really boosting my mood and really working well. I do have to get up a little bit earlier. But, you know, if I, if I take care of myself and just go to bed at the right time kind of adjust my sleep window a little bit I think I think it'll be a good change so that has been going on that has been working and I know we're all a little different we all have different schedules and sleep routines and what works best for us but you know I definitely recommend starting your day with some sort of movement because it just it just hits different man just does and well okay that's enough for me okay Going into this week, it's conference week, indoor track is coming to a close, my college career at indoor track is literally ending, and I cannot believe it. I'm excited, but I'm nervous, I'm ready to kind of close it and go out with a bang and just give it literally everything I have, like feel all the pain in the world. I'm like, come on legs, you're gonna feel pain and we're gonna fucking embrace it, just go with it. So that's just kind of everything for me lately. But, you know, getting on today's topic, which is a complicated subject, especially as there is so much change and responsibility being added to my life right now. I just think there's a lot, a lot of talk about burnout without really the explanation part, right? Like, sure, you know, there was pandemic burnout. There is, like, there's, like, senioritis burnout. Like, there's burnout from doing your sport your whole life. We see those things all the time. You know, like, everyone's always like, ugh, I'm just so burnt out of everything. And I hear it all the time. But when the burnout starts to overtake your life, I think it's really important to know the signs and symptoms, the phases and work on potentially getting ourselves out or coming up with strategies to overcome it and to get like a fresh new perspective 
on just starting fresh and not feeling like so drained and so down. Because burnout can, it can lead to like a lot of unwanted stress. And honestly, it can lead up to depression. I mean, it can go as far as depression. And it's really important to know that. I mean, like, it's not a joke. I feel like, I feel like it is to, I don't want to like generalize. I don't, this is not me generalizing. This is me, this is me taking my personal experience and just sharing about it. Take it as you will. Take it with a grain of salt. But I feel like some older generations don't really understand it. Or maybe they were just taught to push through it and, you know, work for the money and, and just drive on with their lives. So there's a little bit lack of understanding. Again, that's just my personal experience. You know, I feel like if I were to email my program director and be like, you know, I am so burnt out. He would be like, well, this isn't for you and you can't handle this. And, you know, you need to get a move on in your work. But instead, you know, me writing like, hey, I'm so burnt out. Like what I really am saying is yo, man, I am so depressed right now, and everything I was excited and passionate about just feels like such a chore, and the simplest task feels so overwhelming, and life is just, like, a lot right now, man, and that's basically, if I were to write, like, I'm burnt out, that that's what my sentence would interpret. It honestly would, but I can't really, I can't really write that, you know, I can't really send that in an email to my boss, or to my professors, and I'm not going to waste, you know, looking at sport-wise, like, I'm not going to waste my last opportunity in NCAA by saying, I'm to this, or I'm to that, to, to finish it out. So now I'm, I'm faced with the task of pulling myself out, or trying to, <laughs> trying to at least. But I don't want you to have to do that. You know, you don't have to do that alone. You don't have to be like, this is such a daunting task. I already feel like shit. And now I have to get my own shit together and do it myself. You shouldn't have to worry if this habit that you're picking up is, is more serious or if you should be a little concerned about your patterns. You know, that's what that's what I'm here for. And yes, I love all the things that I'm passionate about. I love Ed Recovery and I'm going to be a dietitian and I'm so passionate about nutrition like obviously but at the end of the day like my true love and my true want for this podcast is to be about so much more than all of that you know as we know holistic encompasses the whole person and true nutrition and food freedom and mental well-being it starts in our daily habits and it starts in our sense of self-worth it starts with knowing triggers and why we gravitate towards certain eating patterns and certain habits and all that. All that shit, you know? So experiencing burnout may seem like an, a kind of out-of-pocket topic, but it affects how you eat. It affects, you know, depression, which we all know can affect appetite and passion for taking care of yourself, for cooking, all of those, all of those little things. And uh, big shout out, big shout out to Psych2Go for these signs and symptoms because that little article, I mean, it was just game changing. And I'm sure they have a YouTube video on it. I'm sure they have, you know, so many resources. It's a great, it's a great little company and I love what they do because um, it's just quick psychology, just like really good visuals and 
Psych2Go for real. If you want to sponsor me, you for real should. But yeah, just, they just have great visuals, great little stories, and they just kind of recap some mental health issues that you may be struggling with. And they did one on burnout, so very thankful for that. But first off, let's just define burnout. If you look it up, it just reads like, burnout is a negative state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive stress and an inability to cope with it. It can it can literally affect anyone, okay? Like, it does not discriminate, and it can lead to a lot of issues down the line. And take this with a grain of salt. I'm not here to diagnose you. I'm not here to medically give you professional medical advice, you know? <laughs> It's more so just like a self-empowerment advice rather than medical advice, okay? I just, I have to give a disclaimer. Um, but getting into it, anyways, here are the signs. Like the article stated, that you're not lazy, you're just a bit burnt out right now. And the first one is depersonalization. And what, so what the fuck is this? Okay, you're like depersonalization. I don't know what that means. Let's look it up. Depersonalization. Should have been more prepared for this. Okay. It's... Is it... Well... Okay, it's like the persistent feeling of observing oneself from outside one's body or having a, or having a sense that one's surroundings aren't real. So, what does it feel like? I feel like that's not a good definition. Oh, here we go. It's like feeling like a robot or that you're not in control of your own speech or movements. It's that, like, that emotional or physical numbness of your senses or responses to the world around you. So I think of it kind of like you're just so disconnected. Like, you just feel so disconnected from everything. And basically, like, you don't feel like yourself anymore. You know, you kind of feel, like, less engaged, kind of helpless. And I really struggle with this one. And I have grown up to be such like an empath and I, I can really sense other people's emotions and just kind of respond to them or I can read the room really well. But I think when I'm so uber stressed or just so exhausted mentally and physically with just what's going on, I just, I disconnect. And it's the weirdest feeling ever, let me tell you, because... I was a little worried going into my dietetic uh, internship because we have to do rotations in the hospital. We have to do long-term care. We have to have clinical sites. You know, we have to work one-on-one with patients. And I was worried. I was like, am I going to get so attached to these patients and like be so involved in their lives and, and get emotionally attached? And honestly, the weirdest thing was that I wasn't. And I had this like lack of empathy some days which was so like concerning for me it was so frustrating because I was like why do I feel like I'm just checking a box and why do I feel like I'm just filling out this chart for you know the insurance companies and and getting their information just so I could show my preceptor like look I gathered everything you know it was like becoming I felt like a literal robot going through the high the high school the hospital and even in the long-term care, you know, I just, like, I feel like I was so stressed with what's going on in my life that I just, like, was, like, get the work done and let's leap and, like, let's go dive into running and, like, let's go, you know, I just, I don't know, I just felt sort of blocked 
like as an empathetic empathetic person I just felt so I don't know I I don't know and it's really frustrating it's really embarrassing I think to to share because as a healthcare provider and a healthcare like enthusiast and you know wanting to help people as much as I can just feeling like that was just really discouraging because I was like am I like not made for this like why do I feel so disconnected from these people like why don't I feel I can get involved and it was great because I could leave work at work but it just felt like I was just checking boxes and I think we all can kind of fall into this sometimes where we just feel so drained that we just kind of detach and you can feel very helpless not in your body not like you know what's going on less engaged with things around you and it's called depersonalization I mean now you can have a name for it now you can pinpoint a word to it and we can kind of I think when we name our demons and we kind of name what's going on it feels a little less powerful and less scary to kind of overtake and to once we recognize it we can kind of move on from it or try to flip a switch you know it's it's not going to be at this automatic overnight like oh I'm being very depersonal and tomorrow I'm going to go into work and not do that you know obviously it's a gradual gradual process to kind of feel like yourself again but it, it could if you're feeling this like this you could be just a little bit exhausted a little bit burnt out with what's going on and there may be underlying causes and underlying stressors that are kind of making you feel like this okay moving right along to number two though is a motivation factor so you used to be motivated but now you're not and this one for all my type a perfectionists out there you know i'm a very type a person perfectionist And I know most of you listening are perfectionist athletes, highly motivated individuals, you know. What is so weird to me is like feeling like I worked so hard, you know, I got all these straight A's and I did all the extra stuff for my sport. And then all of a sudden, just motivation is like at an all-time zero. Everything seems like a chore. Everything seems like it takes 10 times the effort that it used to. Grocery shopping and preparing my meals seems like a chore to do and just slowly didn't become a priority anymore. And it's been so weird because for as long as I can remember, you know, I miss healthy meals and healthy food and fruits and veggies galore and, and less processed and always cooking. And and I've been wanting to, to not cook a lot and ordering out sounds way more appealing lately and it's honestly like frustrating but the motivation gets so low and I feel like those of us who are motivated people thrive off getting things done when we're wanting to be the best or perfect or try so hard and all of that a lot of us are are more susceptible to feeling this way right because we go in such a high of like I want to be the best athlete ever and I'm going to do this and this and I want to take care of myself in this way and this way we get super motivated it's part of our personalities we get so driven we get so into everything and it just I think there's a little bit more susceptibility to feeling like it's all too much and one day it's just like forget everything 
you know, forget everything. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. I don't want to cook today. I'm, I'm freaking exhausted. I just want to order out. And then that, that little habit leads to another little habit. And I think it can kind of spiral pretty quickly. I don't know. The motivation one is so frustrating because you might be feeling like, you know, I, I used to be, I sometimes think that I'm like, God, like two years ago, pre-pandemic, I was like, so freaking stressed about school that I was like staying in the library and this and I was getting all these assignments done I was trying my hardest to be a straight-a student and I didn't care about anything else and I was so motivated and I studied so hard and now I'm like about to take the RD exam in a few months and I'm like I cannot picture myself studying I do not want to study I do not want to take that exam it feels very daunting and I don't know where it came from. And it's frustrating. And I know, I know I'll get back, right? Like I named it. I, I feel the motivation. I'm, I'm trying to search for the reasons why, why it's like low and why I'm feeling this way. But it's a frustrating feeling to, to know that at one point you were this individual who was going after all these things. And I think that it can bring a lot of shame in our lives when we're like, you know, I used to be this go-getter, and right now I just don't feel like going and getting, you know, and that is a telltale sign that burnout is, is happening, and you might not be this lazy person, and, and it's not, you know, from your lack of, you know, willpower or strength or drive or anything like that. It's just that things feel overwhelming, things are a little off-balance, and things just feel like a chore more than they used to. Going into the third one kind of goes right along with it as well. You used to be passionate about something. And now you're not as passionate about that. <laughs> okay, back. I had to take a little dark chocolate break because... I had a double run today, and that just drives my hunger up to the roof, so I was very hungry. So I took a little dark chocolate break, and I got some water. Because I've been talking forever, but we're moving into the third one. You used to be passionate about things, and you're not so much anymore. You're not as passionate about the things that you used to. It's normal. It goes along with the motivation thing. It's not that you're just, like, totally not a driven person anymore. It just can affect you and maybe you're starting to resent the activity that you once loved and I think about that when I had the injury a huge example for this I mean right like I love running it's it's what my TikTok is centered around it's what I'm here doing my last year for in college like I love running it's it's part of who I am but when I was injured I had to take a lot of time off and obviously that was hard for me and you can't be as passionate about running when you're not even running and I, I kind of coming back I, I hated running for a little bit I was so tired of the rehab and the exercises and the feeling of being out of shape because the feeling of being out of shape is honestly just so much just is so it's so it's so uncomfortable I, I don't even know how to word that correctly. Like, it's the worst. Feeling like you're out of shape and knowing where you were and where you are now is just, like, one of the most daunting things ever. 
and the long journey ahead of me was was like I said really it was really daunting and it felt so exhausting and I, I fucking hated it and I soon disconnected from the team and I soon wanted to go to less events and I soon you know stopped posting on my personal Instagram about it like I just kind of stopped with the running content and we kind of see that depersonalization come in to play you know and my motivation was really low to to come back and to cross train as hard as I could and I just felt like running was the worst thing ever and I just totally lost the passion for it on my in my comeback and it made the co- the first comeback so much harder it, it was so much longer and more grueling because I just felt so burnt out. I just was so frustrated from feeling like, why did this happen to me? You know, why did I get injured? Why was I out for this long? And I just kind of briefly lost the passion for it. And it just ceased and I didn't know what to do. And maybe this is, you know, happening in some other area of your life you know it doesn't have to be running it doesn't have to be your sport maybe it's work maybe it's you just don't feel as passionate about it and it doesn't mean like I keep saying it doesn't mean that you're lazy or you'll never get back to it because I I just look at where I am now and I'm like I have such a passion for it you know I want to finish my last year strong I want to do really well and it's easier for me to say now because I'm in shape and I did the, the hard work to get here and now that I'm here, I'm like, yeah, it's great. But the hard parts of the journey are always like where the motivation can slip and where the passion can cease. And I think it's just a matter of persevering, knowing when you can push past it and knowing when it's time to walk away. It wasn't time for walk away to, for me to walk away. You know, there was a little voice in my head saying, you can quit, you can stop, you can just stop this right now and you'll never have to, you know, go through a hard 400 meter repeat workout again or do some 1200s, which you hate. Like, there was a little voice in there and I'm not going to lie. But deep down in my heart, I knew that this was something that I was supposed to do and I had to keep going. Even when the passion was lacking, I had to just get myself out of the door some days. I had to have a little structure. I had to have a plan of the week. And you can apply that to any situation in your life. You know, maybe you're really unpassionate about your major anymore or your school or your just classwork or the workload at at your job or whatever. Sometimes, you know, just that's a matter of creating a schedule, looking at the week ahead and just checking the boxes for the next couple weeks until you can kind of work into just feeling good about everything again. Maybe you can pick up a new side project. Maybe you can, you know, try running in a different way. Maybe you can cross train some days or take the day off and go walk or take the day off and go swimming and gather this more of appreciation for what you do because I, I you know when I was out when I was sidelined I did have more of appreciation for the gift of running now the journey to get back was hard as shit and I resented it but the fact of the matter is I missed it and I wasn't ready to let it go and I pushed past the lack of passion the lack of want the lack of drive and eventually my shape started to come through and and it came back and Right now, I'm feeling a little, little lack of passion in my in my major, 
just because the the dietetic internship is is not exactly what I pictured in my mind and sometimes nothing is what you exactly picture or expect you know it's to life is about the unexpected okay let's just leave it at that and I don't feel like I'm necessarily helping the population that I, I meant to help and that causes me a lot of stress it causes me a lot of feeling detached from what the fuck am I doing it it causes me to to not want to go to work and and I feel really embarrassed and guilty about that but I I right now I'm in a point where I'm like girl you've got to just pull yourself together per like push through this persevere and one day you will get to do what you love to do and one day maybe this podcast will blow up and you'll be doing this like you want to do and you know maybe you'll just be just so filled with passion and gratitude and just gladness and happiness that you didn't quit while it was hard and you didn't quit while you felt like you were at such a low and that was a million tangents for me on the subject of passion but that is one of the signs of burnout you know not laziness you might be feeling a little less passionate and it's normal but you got to know when you can just push through and when you need to kind of walk away for a bit moving on to number four though is more about motion so being moody becoming moody and irritable is one of the signs and symptoms and it's like being snappy you know having more emotional breakdowns than usual and it's especially like when this is not part of your your normal personality I think because when I get stressed when I get stressed I'm gonna be the first to admit that I turn into (laughs) I turn into quite the snappy, irritable mess, okay? I wish this were the case, It'd be, but, you know, I don't know, it's like, it's a weird feeling. How I, okay, let me describe this in, like, a way that doesn't make me feel crazy. It's like, there's so much on my mind and so many thoughts swirling around that, like, something comes up and disrupts the thoughts, and I'm suddenly like, What? You know, when someone asks me a question, it's like, it's, there's like clutter, there's like chatter in your brain and you're so stressed. You're thinking about the next move. You're thinking about, you know, the future. You're thinking about what could go wrong. I, I just feel like I have all these like anxious thoughts going around and then like, it's like one person like snaps you out of it. And you're just like, what? Like what? And they're like, whoa, 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 dude. I just asked like, what are you doing later? You know, but you just feel like they were just like shouting over the noises kind of thing. And I don't know if you experience that. I don't know if you have clutter and chatter in your brain or whatever, but I feel like when I'm super stressed, that's like the dialogue that goes in my mind, which is crazy. I just learned a couple weeks ago, not a couple, okay. I say a couple weeks ago. It's like when you say, yeah, it was the other day and it was actually like four months ago. It was probably like five months ago. I learned that some people literally don't have a voice in their brain. Like, some people don't hear thoughts. So weird. I hear thoughts constantly, if you're wondering. (laughs) There is literally a dialogue going on 24-7 in my brain. And I heard that some people are literally just, like, no thoughts. Like, they just, like, see pictures. They, like, visualize it, but they, like, don't hear anything. That is fucked up to me. (laughs) I'm like, what? 
What? You don't have a little someone telling you a little something all the time? No, I'm not crazy, but you know what I'm saying. You 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 might not. I don't know. But that's like what it's like for me when I'm really irritable. It's like there's just so much chatter that just like the slightest thing can just like set me off. And I think that it's normal. You know, you can be patient with yourself because we all have moments of, of weakness. And I think the moodiness and the irritability, I think they pop up like when things are a little off balance. Because I think of times, you know, when I was way deeper into my ed, I was irritable all the damn time. And if you look up on the NIDA website, like, that's one of the key, like, symptoms of, like, someone struggling with an eating disorder is that they're so irritable and, you know, just the littlest thing can kind of set them off. And everything was so hard, you know, every, everyone bothered me. Every food bothered me. Every time someone brought up food, it bothered me. And it wasn't fun, and I wasn't bringing balance into my life, and I felt just off. So I acted off. So when we're burnt out, I think that just things feel off balance. You're unmotivated, you're lacking passion, and it's frustrating. If we're being honest, you know, I've been looking at, like, current times, I've been so freaking irritable lately mostly because things feel a little out of control right now. I'm graduating soon. I don't have a set plan. I had applied for graduation the other day and they asked on the survey, what are you doing after? And I had to click fucking seeking employment and it was probably the most detrimental thing that I could ever, little freshman year me could ever imagine. And you know, I don't really have a set plan on what's going to happen. It's constantly on my mind and I'm worried about it and I'm thinking about how much lack of control there is in my life and it's causing me to be freaking irritable because I'm constantly thinking about that and that is the chatter that's going on in my brain and you can just apply this to whatever chatter is going on in yours and you can apply this to whatever stress is going on that you're constantly thinking about you know maybe it's your grades maybe it's running is not going well your sports not going well maybe it's you struggle with a project at work whatever it is it can make you feel a little bit irritable because just things feel off And honestly, like also in relationships, I'm a little burnt out right now and it's making me freaking moody and I wish that weren't the case because, God, this is so embarrassing because I consider myself like a highly independent, self-sufficient person, you know, like I don't need no man kind of thing, woman empowerment, just a female entrepreneur over here. And me being so down about a guy is, like, probably, like, my worst nightmare ever. But, you know, I'm not going to go into detail here, but I just, I'm just kind of tired of things not going how I saw them going or how I pictured them going or, you know, me feeling like shit from, from all of that. And having that on my mind is, like, it's really, it brings up a lot of shame for me because, like I said, I want to be this independent independent person who can get through things on my own I mean I got through some of my hardest fucking years ever on my own and so when I look at that I'm like I can do it I did it once I did it once by myself and you know now that this person is gone I can do it again I can do it again on my own sometimes I'm like I don't want to anymore I don't want to I want someone to be there 
and it's frustrating when things don't go your way, you know? The friendships, you can apply this to your friendships, your relationships, causes you to be a little moody, right? Because just having another person brought into your life causes their own emotions. It causes just new people in your life. It brings a whole new set of variables. And when those variables are very out of control, it can cause a lot of irritability. Why can I not say that word? Irritability and just like can cause things to get a little off balance sometimes. And so I look at this, <laughs> I looked at that when the psych to go was like naming moody and irritableness. And I was like, ah, shit. That's me. That's me. I love to say that I'm highly in control of my emotions. Most of the time I am. But when things feel a little off balance, it just causes me to kind of, kind of catapult into this like, who is she kind of thing. And you know, if I, I sometimes think, you know, should I be saying all this? Should I really be just like giving out my personal problems? But I'm always thinking, and when I listen to like a podcast of someone or when I listen to someone talk about what they're going through or I see something, I see a TikTok or whatever, I'm like, that's literally what I'm going through. And I can't just like not say things in fear of like people being like, whoa, like she's weird or whoa, you're going through way too much or whoa, you're saying way too much because I know that someone out there and one of you is bound to understand what I'm saying and bound to kind of feel like, oh shit, you know, maybe I'm not so alone. <laughs> maybe someone else literally is going through the exact same thing that I am. And at the end of the day, like that's what I want to happen. And that's what I, I mean, not that I want you to go through this, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to feel like I get you and I get what you're going through and I'm going through it right now and I'm going to get over it. Yeah, but first I'm going to acknowledge it and first I'm going to name it and first I'm going to say that it's actually not that scary and yes, I'm a little moody sometimes, but hey, we're going to get over it one day, one day at a time, one day at a time. Okay, we're not going to get ambitious here, but moving into number five, I've talked too much about the other one. Number five is like more so neglecting your self-care. So, you know, this can be like eating and sleeping habits, not trying to look as nice, spending a lot of time alone, I think, you know, socially withdrawing yourself because that's self-care sometimes, you know, being around people that who love you and who are there for you. And just like that's when the little things feel exhausting, like brushing your teeth or showering or washing your face everything feels like it's a little bit too much and uh oof, how do I <laughs> I'm like kind of tearing up already on this one um this one to me is just like it hits to home because it's really like the thing that I fall into most when I go through a depressive episode and isolation is probably my biggest self-deprecating habit and this is when I start to feel like I don't deserve other people's time and I don't feel like being a Debbie Downer to people and I feel like a huge burden to other people and I don't want to be an Eeyore, you know? I, I want to be a Winnie the Pooh or a Tigger or I, like, I want to be a light in the room and at the end of the day, like, that's what I want. I want to be a light in the room and and when I feel so burnt out and I feel de the depression coming on, I feel so sad and so just like 
undeserving of being around people. And so when I when I go through something, I just I hide in my room. And it's it's probably the biggest thing that I have to work on because right now I'm blessed with very great roommates who love me, who I love. And when I get like this, you know, I'll get a bunch of texts like, hey, (laughs) you're going to come watch TV with us or like, hey, like what's wrong or hey, talk to me, you know, and while that's all (laughs) while that's like I am so eternally grateful for that, I, I think like when I get out into the world and I'm not with six roommates and when I'm going through a really tough time in my mid-20s, you know, life stuff, because something's bound to pop up, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I cannot just do that. I cannot just hide in my room, because who would I be hiding from? Myself? Like, what? I can't keep doing that. You can't keep doing that. Because let me tell you, let me tell you something that I won't tell myself that I, for some ungodly reason, will not convince myself of. You are fucking deserving of people's times. You are allowed to unload on other people sometimes. Maybe like not to the point where it's like burden, like over. Hmm, how do I how do I word this? Not to the point where you're putting your personal problems on someone else, and they have to take that on emotionally. And they have to get you out of it. But like, your friends are there for a reason. Your friends are there to hear you out, to hear your good times, your bad times, just like you should be for them. And you deserve to unload. You deserve to cry in front of other people okay you deserve to even if you don't have to say anything you could just be silent in the room but you deserve to be surrounded by good energy okay even if you don't think you do because i (laughs) i wish i could fucking convince myself this when i'm so sad i mean like this past weekend i just i was like hey i'm I'm going to bed it was like 8 p.m they're like are you really going to bed are you just gonna sit alone in your room and I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm really tired. And it's a sign of feeling burnt out. It's a sign of depression coming on. It's a sign of just a lack of self-worth, a lack of like, it's a little shameful habit. And it's time that we start recognizing that, you know what? We don't have to be a sunshine and rainbow all the fucking time. You're allowed to have a bad day. And I got on a huge tangent about social isolation. I'm not, I haven't even talked about little habits that you keep up with. But just like that's a sign of neglecting self-care. And eating and sleeping habits too. You know, go along with socially withdrawing. Not trying to look nice. I mean, when I mentioned earlier about like me not wanting to cook food. You know, wanting to eat out a lot. That's a self-deprecating habit. I don't want to take the time to have a relaxing, just cooking session and, and chop everything up for myself and give myself some from vitamins and minerals and fruits and veggies. And I am just like, no, I mean, and granted, I, I'm not ordering out from like McDonald's or whatever. Like I'm ordering what I would probably make at home. But the, the fact for me that cooking is so therapeutic, like that is a self-care habit for me. And so when I'm avoiding that and I'm like getting something that I could clearly cook for myself, but I just don't want to do it, is like me avoiding a self-care habit. And when I go to bed with my makeup on, 
I wake up and I instantly regret it because there's globby mascara all over your fucking face and you know your face breaks out because you're in your makeup and it would have taken two seconds but it feels so daunting at night and just showering too you're like no I don't want to go in the mirror I don't want to I don't want to shower I don't want to you know clean and and it's normal okay I'm not gonna say like it's normal but like if you I shouldn't say it's normal but if you're doing this you're not alone because it's not an out of this world thing or an out of pocket thought to be like I don't really feel like taking care of myself right now you might just be a little burnt out it doesn't mean you're you're gross it doesn't mean you're lazy you just might be a little bit too exhausted and it's normal but why do I keep saying it's normal I don't fucking know do is it I don't who knows but it's just it's something that some people struggle with and it's just a sign of honey you're going through it kind of thing you know and trying to look nice is also like an act of self-care and when you don't want to present yourself well to other people it just shows that there's a lot internally going on because if you don't want to look nice in front of other people you don't feel like you deserve to look nice and you don't feel good about yourself and so when i feel like this not that I've mastered it or anything, but when I feel like I just don't want to look nice, I, th- I throw my hair up in a messy bun, and I wear sweatpants all the time, and I wear my slides with my fuzzy socks, and while that's a very comfy and cozy look, and sometimes I do love it, just like when I feel really shitty about myself, I'll find myself gravitating towards the baggy clothes and not putting on makeup which I don't think I need makeup to be like pretty or whatever but that was like not <laughs> that was not like conceited or whatever I'm just I just mean like I like to to wear makeup because it makes me feel like I just got ready for something like I got ready to go out and I'm, I'm ready to go out not that like I need it but I don't know what that little tangent was about but you know what I'm saying like when I'm just like avoiding looking in the mirror and putting on makeup and when I'm avoiding putting together a nice outfit like it's a little bit of a red flag, like something internally is going on where I don't feel like presenting myself to the outside world and I don't feel good enough to put on an outfit that makes me feel confident and to put on a look and to brush my hair and to make myself look presentable and I don't know, it's just, it's something that comes and goes and waves for me and I have to push past it like, like I've been saying, like I have to just splash some water on my face and maybe just fake it till I make it sometimes put on a nice outfit you know bring a change of clothes after I run so I yeah I don't know like I wish I wish I wish to god that I could give you a perfect laid out here's what you do to overcome it honestly I've been going about this episode and I'm like god damn it do I even have a takeaway for each of these little things like do I have a here's a step-by-step but I don't know sometimes maybe it just makes you feel a little bit better to know that you're not the only one that does it and maybe that's just my purpose for this episode maybe I'm not going to tell you the the amazing takeaways about how to to feel less burnout but I can tell you what I'm going through and that I'm pretty fucking burnt out and I I can honestly say that I don't think I'm a lazy person. I think that I'm just going through it and I got to get through it. And here's what I'm, it's happening to me and here's what might be happening to you. So I don't know. 
that's just the neglecting the self-care. But when we move into the last one, all of these things, it's a sign of burnout when they happen kind of gradually. You first lose interest and motivation, detach yourself, then you neglect yourself. And there's five phases of like the gradualness. You know, there's like the honeymoon phase and then there's the onset of stress and then there's the chronicle stress and then there's actual burnout and then there's habitual burnout. And the fifth phase, you know, that habitual burnout is is more susceptible to the depression, the anxiety. That's when those little guys creep on in because it's been repeated that you feel burnt out, that you feel mentally and physically exhausted, and it can lead you to be really anxious about the future, to be anxious where you are in life, to be anxious why you're feeling this way. And it can cause you to become, I'm not going to give an ultimatum and say it can cause you. Again, I'm not a doctor, but I feel like this is when the depression can kind of creep in a little bit easier if you're more susceptible to it. I feel like all the the signs and symptoms that we kind of just like listed, I feel like they pop up like when the, the second phase, like the onset of stress. Because... That's when things kind of go up in the air, you know? Things feel a little out of control. Feel Things feel a little bit shaky, a little bit scary. The stress starts creeping in. The, the anxiety starts creeping in. And that's when we see ourselves kind of maybe detach, maybe neglect ourselves, you know, maybe just have this lack of motivation and everything we just kind of talked about. And I think it's important, I think it's so important to know the signs, the symptoms, so you can kind of name them, you can kind of recognize them, and you can get help a little bit earlier. So some things that have helped me is, you know, I bullet journal, I plan, I bullet journal for just like the, the, sake, of, the sake of just creating and having a little creative outlet, and I get to draw, I get to create, but I also get to plan because I'm a big planner. And so it kind of gets the best of both worlds. I can keep track of my habits. Not that you have to bullet journal, but, you know, maybe having a little habit tracker, something of that sort, a little planner, something to kind of see your pattern of behavior, see your sleep pattern. Maybe you start to track your sleep. You know, maybe you use your watch or you use an app or you use Apple or whatever. Kind of keep track of your habits. Kind of see where things are going. If things are going in the wrong direction, that's when something maybe outside of yourself needs to come in. And I will be the first advocate for this and and not embarrassed to admit that I go see someone. I talk it out and it's helped me through my ed. It has helped me. I've had the same counselor after going through a couple in high school is I don't even know if I've shared that but it's a whole other fucking story but I found the right one I found the right counselor for me uh she specializes in eating disorders and I now see her probably once every three weeks once every two weeks depending on track schedule I used to have to go every week and it's just it's something that I don't think I could have ever handled alone I'm gonna be honest I don't think I could have gotten through the worst of my eating disorder if I had just picked myself up the ground and just ate more food. You know, I just think that's bullshit. And I don't think 
that, you know, naming these signs and symptoms and saying, you know, you're not lazy, but just like kind of like just kind of just like get yourself up and just like, come on, like, come on, like snap out of it. I'm not going to be there to say that because I don't think myself could have done that. And I know there's a lot of financial stipulations to, to doing that. But if you're in college, I mean, you could see the the on-campus counselors. I mean, there's resources now. There's like better help. BetterHelp, please, like, sponsor me or something. Like, come on, for real. But, like, um, you know, like, online resources or resources where you can, like, text someone or now video chat with someone. Or I just think it's so important to just, like, talk to someone. Get out the stress. Get out what you're doing. Learn some coping strategies and just kind of, I don't know, just not have to feel like it's such a burden on yourself. And I see this all the time. Sometimes I see people shut me out and I, I kind of start to see myself in them and I'm like that's what I look like like when someone completely just cuts me out and thinks that I won't understand it and that I won't be there for them it just makes me sad because I'm like you know what I do the same thing I just think I'm undeserving of the help and I don't want anyone to, to feel burdened by my issues and that's not the case okay someone's there for you I recommend seeing help outside of yourself I recommend kind of just being more introspective and learning, okay, habits are start. I'm starting to not want to brush my teeth, I'm starting to not want to drink water, you know, just kind of recognize when these things pop up, because they're not to be ignored, and they're not to be written off as laziness, I don't care what the past generation has told you to just persevere and get through the job, and I never liked my job, you know, but I just wanted to make money, like, no, you're not lazy, Okay, you're just a little burnt out and you don't have to deal with that alone. Okay, I'm here. Thank you so much for listening, by the way. But you can always find me outside of the show on Instagram at Holistically Sam, on TikTok at Holistically Sam. You can always email holisticallysam at gmail.com. You can always leave a comment on one of my Instagram posts or whatever. If I were to goddamn post soon, I don't know, but I story a lot so you can reply to the stories. But you can find me outside of the show because, again, I just don't think that anyone should have to deal with this alone. I think that a lot of people struggle with it and a lot of people dismiss it as just kind of get through it and just snap out of it and, you know, all of that shit. So that's it for me today. I've babbled on long enough. I really appreciate you listening. I'm really sorry for struggling with this as well, but hopefully, you know, you don't feel so alone and we kind of get through it one day at a time, right? Because that's all we can ask for. I'm in the messy middle, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna eventually get out of it and learn how to fully cope with all these things that go on in my life. So I appreciate you. If you listen on whatever platform, go ahead and give it a five-star rating, if you so please, because it really helps me out. If you want to write a v- review, you definitely can. I'll definitely read it. But thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. I will be done with indoor by next week, which will be crazy. I'll be in outdoor season already, and I'll get these episodes rolling as the year goes on. So thanks for being here. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. I love you so much. Bye.